Welcome to episode 11 of the Super Classy Midwest Sports Podcast. We are coming to you directly from the Man Cave on this season finale of the week 18 of the NFL football season. Our beloved Kansas City Chiefs are on their pursuit for the number one seed in the AFC and the NFL playoffs next weekend. Hello, and I am your host, the CDS, and with me as always is the doc himself, the hype man. Hype man, sir, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, Diesel, and yourself? Oh, man, can't complain, man. Actually getting kind of sad since we're coming down the end of the year of the NFL football season, yeah, sir. Yeah, it is, and I'll tell you what, I'm getting my, a little more nervous when I look at the AFC playoff, and I, I see the Bills and Patriots with that defense, and the Colts and the history we've had with them in the playoffs, and the Bengals and the Chargers, it's like, man, we got our work cut out for us. We do. You we know, do. I saw a stat when we lost that game on Sunday. Um, uh, our chances of winning the Super Bowl went down 8%. Dang. In fact, uh, going, let's talk a little bit about that game, man. Interesting stuff. Uh, one of those refs that we had, the one that kept calling all those horrible penalties on us in the third and fourth period or, or quarter, what I, what I call drive killers that basically set – uh, Cincinnati up to score. Uh, that guy was not originally supposed to be there for that game. No, he wasn't. In uh, fact, he got pulled and substituted early that morning. And lo and behold, did he does he sure to screw us? Yeah, and I'll tell you what the play, the biggest play in that game, I uh, thought was the third down. Oh, third call. Yeah. Well, no, not the one, not not the actual play uh, where. It, Third and twenty-seven, and he threw it to Chase. I knew, like I called that right before the play even started. Well, we all did. We saw. And it's like he had one-on-one coverage on the outside. Yeah, made no sense. Yeah, but the officiating call that when I believe it was on Sneed, I think it was Sneed, where he tackled. uh, I think it was Mixon, or maybe been Higgins. He tackled him, and he was in mid-air when the whistle blew, and with the tackle inbounds, and then. the guy starts going out of bounds, oh, yeah. and they called him for a late okay. hit, and, right. or just their roughness call. And I'm like, how are you gonna make? You cannot stop the whistle yeah. when a player's in midair. That was a bad call. Announcers admit it. There's a couple uh, pass interference calls that were garbage. Yep. But basically, uh, statistics said that the Bengals gained over 60 percent chance of winning that game because of the penalties. So the penalties yep. gave them a 60 percent chance, greater chance of winning that game. In fact, it was it was one of the worst officiated games uh, of the entire season. It was definitely the worst of Week 17. It was. But, you know what what sucks is how that big implications for that because you know we now are not in the number one seed, and you know life gets a little bit harder for us. Yeah, but you know we're now we have to have faith in the Texans, which we all know the Texans aren't the greatest football team in the world. You know what they've had you know, some upsets this they've year. They've had some though? upsets this year. Hey, you here's, know? here's to the Texans. So we're cheering to the Texans right. for helping us out tomorrow. Yep. Go Texas. We need Tennessee to lose. But the thing, you know, it kills me, which I totally get. The Titans are doing this, you know, because they're keeping King, King Henry's coming back. Keep, well, he's not playing tomorrow. I wouldn't play him he's, either. Um, so, which is smart. You know, they could keep him keep him inactive tomorrow, so he's ready to go for the playoffs. You know, but again, if we just get the Texans to beat the Titans tomorrow, your our Chiefs are number one seed in the playoffs, and that's what we want is to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Because I would hate to play San Diego again, or have to play maybe Indianapolis. You know, Indianapolis yeah. has been running kind of low on the radar. San Diego is technically LA, but we know what you mean. Yeah, and, sorry. Uh, 
And for those of you who are hearing this after these games happen, well, you already know what we're talking about. Exactly. So. And, dude, do I see something where there's a scenario that both the Chargers and the Raiders can still make the playoffs yeah, tomorrow? Yeah, it, it would be weird. Um, so that game against them two tomorrow night does not matter. Yeah. I don't remember what the scenario was, but that could possibly happen. Yeah, I saw that. I was right. just like, that's really, really weird. Yeah, I guess before we get going here, we'll do our PC apology for people who are listening. Um, sorry, you don't like what we say. Um, but as an aside, you know, last week we talked about Antonio Brown there and how we we had commented that uh, we thought he was upset because he wouldn't get enough playing time because that's what the report was initially. And literally as soon as we got done with that podcast recording, uh, the update came out where it said he was injured, you know. But from then till now, we know there's been all sorts of weird stuff that's unfolded and, and – uh, Bruce Arians indicated that Antonio was actually mad at halftime. He wasn't getting enough passes thrown his way. So either way, whatever it was, um, he acted a fool, and Antonio's got quite the history of of acting a fool. He has probably because he's had CT for for quite some time now. But um, right, we figured we would do an episode where we talk about Antonio because. This is an educational podcast. And, <laughs> you know, we we want to we love to cover the good, juicy, dramatic stories. So. We do. You know, like I said, this one kind of came out, kind of more stuff for coming out. Yeah. Uh, speak, you know, like with, that porno of Tony O'Brown. You know, and yeah. Uh, the, I mean, what happened? Technically, what ha- really started the whole thing was the night before. It started the night before. Oh no, no, we'll get to that. We'll, you know, we'll get to that. Yeah. I think we we should start at the beginning. Let's tell. Let's today, start, today let's we're start, going to tell the story of Antonio. Yeah, well, we're going to do an autobiography or documentary, what you call it, of the best football player of all time in, in the NFL. His name is Antonio well, Brown. Let me ask you this, Dizzle. How do you feel about Antonio? You know, I love him. Like, I like Antonio Brown as a football player. I, uh-huh. I respect him. He's like he's kind of uh-huh. kind of a Tiger Woods to me. Like I respect Tiger off the court, on the course. I love Tiger on the golf course. Off the golf course, Tiger made some pretty bad decisions. Uh, so you don't, Antonio you don't, Brown is kind of tiger to me. Where you don't hate him? I don't. I don't. I I like him as a football player, uh-huh. but off the field, locker room. Sorry, you're just cancer, man. All I right. don't want you in a Chiefs uniform. In fact, last season when I was when you were a free agent before we went to Tampa Bay, I was on the bandwagon. I was on that. I was that guy. But that would be cool to see Antonio Brown as a Chief. I was you know? not. I said no. But after all this stuff, now he's. All with, right, with the well, Bucks listen, and getting yeah, I'm done with him. I don't hate Antonio either, and I think if you're a listener, you got to ask yourself how you feel about Antonio. And when we talk about all the stuff he's done, it's like, man, this guy might be a jerk. In fact, he probably is a jerk. And you think about it, you know, he played for Pittsburgh all those years where they were really good and they beat the Chiefs, and mm-hmm. we had to deal with the, the the dang terrible towels at Arrowhead, and that was annoying. Yeah, you know, then he goes to Oakland, another team that we hate. Luckily, he never actually played there, so that was good. But then he goes to Pittsburgh, it's like, or New England, screw them, screw Patriots. And uh, then he ends up in Tampa, where he scores a touchdown against us in the Super Bowl we lost. So it's like, we have plenty of reason to hate Antonio, but for some reason, no one really hates him. And, and it could be, you know, that little, that little infectious smile he has and his, his, his personality, I don't know. But... When we get done here, we'll see how you guys feel. So yeah, what what cracks me up about that whole thing when he was with the when he was at um, when he was with the Raiders, uh, he just cried and cried and cried. You know, he had he had he had so many issues going oh, yeah. on. No, we'll we'll get to that. We'll, we'll start at the beginning and when we get to there. We'll talk about that because you know what? I got a theory on that. 
Okay. And, and we'll see what your thoughts are. Okay. And we've we've probably talked about this probably a couple of years ago, I'm sure. Probably. Before, All we, right. before we, we start doing this. <laughs> Antonio Brown, he is 5'10", 185 pounds. So by no means is he the biggest receiver um, in the league, but he's definitely one of the best. In fact, he made the all-decade team for the 2020s. That tells you anything. Right. So he's from Miami, Florida. Turns out his dad was a uh, arena football player, and in, in 2006 he was dubbed uh, the greatest arena football player of all time. Interesting. All right. Another interesting fact about Antonio, his cousin, uh, Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown from the Baltimore Ravens. Can you guess what college the guy went to? Uh, where did he go? He went to Oklahoma. Played right, I, knew University. Big, right, I knew he was in the Big he, he 12. Played, he played at the University of Oklahoma. Oh, with, yeah, yeah, I do remember that. And guess who his quarterback was? Baker? Baker Mayfield. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, I remember that now. Um, all right, so that's cool. So Because Antonio would always be seen down on the field in Norman. Uh, watching. But he goes by Hollywood. Yeah. I think Antonio's dad might go by Hollywood, too. I'm Probably. Not, I'm not for sure. Um, so out of high school, Antonio wanted to go to Florida State, but he was denied entrance uh, because of academic reasons. They're like, "Sorry, man, can't come here." So then he's like, "All right, I'll go to Alcorn State." And Alcorn that didn't work out for whatever reason. So he ends up at North Carolina Technical Prep, uh, and he played five games there at quarterback his freshman year, and he had 23 touchdowns in five games. At quarterback, he passed for like twelve hundred yards. So, all right, pretty good year. After that, he gets accepted to Florida International University, and he goes there, but he gets expelled before he ever plays a game because he gets into an altercation with a security guard. All right, so I did some research trying to find out what this was about. I don't know what it was about, but basically, there was an altercation, and they said, "Hey, man, you're out." So he's like, "Well, where am I going to go now?" Well, he'd been recruited pretty hard by Butch Jones, who was at West Virginia. And he's like, man, all right, maybe I'll go play for Butch. So he hits him up, and Butch uh, was leaving West Virginia for Central Michigan. So, lo and behold, Antonio ends up at Central Michigan. And uh, he had definitely had problems there right away as far as, like, following team rules, showing up to meetings and stuff on time. And Butch had to bring him under the family and, or under his wing and basically brought Antonio in like he was part of the family. Right. So, like, Antonio was going over there for Thanksgiving. They're spending dinners there, stuff. And that kind of, that kind of like, calmed him down. Kind of like Dennis Rodman with the Bulls. Right. You know, when, when, when he was there. Um, so, uh, Central Michigan, immediately, he was Mid-American Conference Freshman Player of the Year. Um, evidently, he's, it was for uh, punt returns and kickoff returns. In fact, Antonio had a... He was the first guy to have over a thousand yards in return yards and a thousand yards in receiving yards in the same season. Now that's a good fact. That's a good. Those are good records right there for the first season, especially in the, going to a small college like Central. I mean, well, Central Michigan's. You're not getting the mad props Central Michigan actually gets. Well, he was a two-time All-American there. Yeah, they won the MAC his freshman year. Uh, I think they went eight and five. You know, but, in fact, it's ironic. That was 2007. They played KU that year. Yep, they did. And, I remember that. And we straight, we we whooped them pretty hard. Yep. And yeah. Remember, you remember what happened that year for KU in 2007? Uh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did. That was, that was, that was a, a fun year. year. Hey, salute. I remember, I remember the snowball against baby. I remember the snowball. All right, so we whooped up on him hard that year. But the numbers he put up every year, he was only there three years. He gave up, forego his senior year for the NFL. Numbers he put up at Central Michigan were great. 
All right. So he says, I'm going to go to the draft, goes to the combine, does a pro day out at Central Michigan, and kind of classic, all the all the scouts were pretty hard on him. Said he was undersized, he was a little short, could have been stronger. I think he he benched 225, 13 times. He still had a 4440. He's, he's pretty built, though. 35-inch vertical. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, he was pretty built. <laughs> but they were hard on him. Yeah. All right, so he gets drafted in the fifth round by the Steelers, and uh, he chose the number 84. Why? Well, eight, 84, 8 times 4, that equals 32. 32, that's the number of teams that passed on him, including the Steelers. So he took it as motivation. So already you can see his thinking is a little, little different. Yeah, it eight, is. I'll be number 84, why? 8 times 4, that's 32. And it's going to be that number until he retires. That's the number of teams that passed on him. No one wants in the, your, no one wants in your the world of psychology, man, that's almost like... It's like tangential schizoid thinking in a way. It's it's schizotypal thinking, but it all right. So that's how he ended up with number eighty four. All right. So he goes Pittsburgh, does thing. In fact, he actually does does quite well there until he decides he's had enough. Somewhere in Pittsburgh, uh, he violates NFL rules for doing a Facebook live video in the locker room after a game, which is forbidden. All right. Then he's getting irritated with Ben, probably because he's not getting enough passes. Maybe Juju is getting too much attention because Juju ended up uh, having some pretty good accolades there early on in his career, and that, that kind of upset Antonio. So uh, Antonio at some point fakes a knee injury, basically, and misses a game, and Tomlin knows it's a – he knows it's bogus. Yeah. And he doesn't have much to say. In fact, I, I was listening to sports radio the other day, and they were talking about how – uh, Mike Tomlin, one of his greatest accomplishments is, is being, his accomplishments is ba- being able to handle and keep Antonio tame that whole time. Well, it's funny because I'm reading the, I'm reading this right now as uh, that you're mentioning that because he was inactive for that game, uh, for Pittsburgh's game on that Sunday. Yeah, and Tomlin benched him. It was due to injury well, he, and a lack of information. He was missing meetings, I think, too, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, but also reports emerged later that Brown throwing a football at. Ben Roethlisberger oh, yeah. during the week, yeah. and that he was mad at Ju- uh, Juju Smith-Schuster for not being uh, named team, M- team MVP. He was team MVP. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Juju MVP. He was mad. He threw a football at Ben. Yeah. I'll be honest, man. If I was in a team locker room and Antonio threw a football at me, uh, we're throwing hands. Because <laughs> that's like the way it is when you're oh, on a team, especially when you're, especially when you're Juju, man. Juju is a big dude. Big, now. I'm talking about Big Ben. Well, I know. Throw a football, uh, Big Ben's like six seven. Yeah, I'd go over there. I'd I'd probably slap him right across the face. Yeah, you don't want to yeah. mess with Big Ben. Yeah, I'd say. You know, he's, I'd, you know, this is his last year. And he's I'm gonna tell you now. I'd slap Antonio. I'm sure he'd he'd probably come back. With yeah, something crazy it was funny. It was funny. Two weeks after that incident, uh, the t- the Steelers agreed to trade him. Yep. Because uh, he was found guilty for reckless driving. <laughs> oh, he's going 100 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, over 100. Yeah. Okay. Well. 20, June 2017, he's accused of rape and sexual assault by his former trainer, Brittany Taylor. Yeah. So this is an interesting story. I followed it when it actually happened. He knew Brittany from Central Michigan. In fact, he actually met her at a FCA event. So that's, that's a, for those of you who don't know, it's a Fellowship for Christian Athletes event. And uh, he f- brought her on board, and uh, she was his trainer, and he's got her at his house. And I, I suspect they had already been intimate with each other. And she's laying there. And and he comes up behind her and he, he basically masturbates and 
on her back. Yeah. And she's like, what the heck, Antonio? Not yeah. cool. Yeah. And then somewhere in there, another time later, he, he sounded like he sounded like rape. I mean, it sounded like he held her down and basically had sex with her. Yeah. She what, files it. said here. Well, she files these charges. He goes on Twitter, says all this bad stuff about her, threatens her, yada, yada. They eventually settled the lawsuit out of court. He basically gave her a lot of money. And now she's like, hey, we're cool. You know, no, it's all good. No, I, like, I, I think they hooked up again, honestly. I think fact, they did. I think the fact I know they did. Yeah, I, they did. So, like, go read about it. This is hilarious. So, hooks up with her, rapes her. Yeah, because they, they, they... Masturbates on her back. They met three times, three different occasions uh, during that time. No, the three different times when this, these sexual encounters happened. Well, yeah, that's why I, I think the encounters had happened outside of that. I don't think she agreed to either one of those situations. As of, as of November of 2020, the lawsuit has not been resolved. So that's still going on. No, right that now was as... November 2020. It's yeah. resolved now. Oh, okay. He paid her money, and she's like, we're cool. Okay. Like, she she totally said... is like, I support him. He's a good guy. I wish him well. Which is funny, because a lot of people say this about him, even though he's done them wrong. Right. All right, so that was with Brittany Taylor. They're cool now. There was a second accusation of sexual assault shortly afterward. I do not know the details of this situation, but it was another woman who was like, hey, he did the same he, thing to me. So a few days after he made his debut in New England, he was accused of... He was like accused, one game there. Actually, had a touchdown, little jerk. Um, he actually, yeah, he was accused of a sexual misconduct by a second woman. Brown reportedly responded by sending threatening text messages to this woman. Dude, this is and his then later on. Well, that that day, he then was released by the by New England. Yep, and was investigated by the NFL. Yep, uh, and against the multiple allocations that were against him, not only by by the second woman, but by Brittany Taylor, the first and, woman. And we well. don't we don't know what happened with the second woman. We don't. But basically, yeah, New England's like, hey, we're done with you. Yeah. Okay. So so then almost about ten months later, July thirtieth, twenty twenty. Antonio Brown was suspended eight games uh, from the NFL, not due to sexual assault allegations, for except for that injury. That's for the, is that for the burglary and battery? Uh, this was steamed from Brown's uh, arrest connected to an attack of the driver of yeah, a yeah, we'll, company we'll, truck. We'll get to that. Oh, okay, sorry. That happened. Just... All right, so let's go back. That that wasn't until January 2020. So we're in June 2017. Brittany Taylor is raped. Something weird happened to her back. Okay. Sorry that happened. Mm -hmm. All right. Now we're in January of 2018. So, I don't know, six months go by. And uh, he's sued by his former chef for $38,000. What happened in January of 2018? Well, the Pro Bowl happened. They're yeah. down in Miami. And it turns out that's where Antonio's from. So he's got a mansion down there. He's in the Pro Bowl. So he has all the NFL guys to his mansion. And he brings in his top chef from, like, one of them America Top Chef shows. And uh, has him do a whole elaborate meal for the whole team. Okay, and they go and play in the Pro Bowl, and the next day they were gonna have another meal after the game. So the chef was like staying in the mansion, and uh, when he gets done with the meal, he basically had cooked like some, I don't know, pork or or a pig basically, and he had the head of this pig left over that he was gonna use for the next meal. So he put the head of the pig in his freezer, in Antonio's freezer that night. Right. Well, Antonio comes back from the Pro Bowl, and he opens up the freezer, and he sees this this like severed head of a pig and he thinks of the godfather like with the dead horse and and he <laughs> takes it as a threat and so he gets all crazy and he gets his guys all rallied up and they go and beat up this chef staying in his, his mansion and they kick him out 
You know, because it was a, they thought he threatened him, and then right. they never paid him. Yeah. So that guy sued. I guess him. he. I guess. I guess Antonio was one. Antonio Brown really wanted like extra, 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 extra bacon. All right. Well, I bet he did. But <laughs> not only that. All right. The chef said after this happened. Antonio went out of his way to like try and hurt this guy's reputation and cost him like other business down the road. Yeah. And this guy is like, I hate Antonio. You know, he's a total jerk. Yeah. Okay, so that was in January. Let's go January 2018. Now we're in April of 2018. This is the condo incident. Remember this one? Antonio gets mad, trashes the condo, and throws the couch outside the window. Yeah, I remember Ev- that one. Evidently, his condo is on the 14th floor. <laughs> And he almost hit a, a parent down there with their toddler. Uh, so they he sued, They got sued. Right. They, they sued him. Antonio <laughs> settled outside of court. All right. I got a funny story. And this is totally off Antonio Brown, but I got a funny story. It's kind of like that. Did you ever watch the movie The Dirt, the tribute for Motley uh, Crue? Yeah, it was a good movie. It kind of reminds me. Uh, do you remember the scene where uh, Nick, uh, it was the drummer and uh, Tommy Lee? No, it was the young drummer. Yeah, Tommy Lee and uh, Nick, uh, or uh, Vicky, Vic, uh, the lead singer of Motley Crue, what's his name? I can't remember yeah. his name was. But they go and they throw that couch from their hotel room. Yeah. It almost kills a guy that's going to his car. Yeah, yeah, Antonio. That's, that's Antonio, kind of what Antonio Brown was Yeah, doing. Antonio pulled a Motley <laughs> Crue. The problem is there was a father down there, like, with his infant son. Right. Almost killed, but they weren't. Dude, Good so he thing. trashed the condo. He, like, broke all, like, busted out the walls, broke the chandeliers, the mirrors, Anything that was in there was busted. And, and, and what turns out, he was paying $35,000 a month to rent out this condo that he destroyed. Jeez. Evidently, it was like a $7 million condo. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> so whatever, he's, he's basically losing his mind. Where, and we're talking about the episode of CTE. What did we talk about? Paranoia, Paranoia, extreme anger, emotional volatility, poor judgment, lack of planning. Right. Antonio is he is uh, exhibiting all these symptoms here, as far as like thinking the sh- the fish head is a threat. Why would the chef threaten you? Right. I'm led to believe this chef is like the nicest, most kind mannered gentleman. Unless person. he's got a butcher knife that he thinks that's so. I don't know, man. He's gonna use it a weapon. He was a on, he man. was a foreigner. And reading the interviews on him, I totally empathize with the chef. Yeah, he he did he did seem like a genuine person, like a, like a real genuine guy. All right, so then somewhere in there, Antonio is sued by his other trainer, Sean Pena, or Pena, uh, for seven thousand, about seventy two hundred dollars, because he never paid it. Yeah. So this is Antonio's thing. He doesn't pay people, and then he wants to blast them and threaten them on the internet. All right. Then he's sued by another chef for ten grand because he didn't pay this guy either. Turns out this is the same chef that reported him for having the fake vaccine card that he got fined a thousand dollars or hundred grand for and had to sit out what three games, four games, three. Yeah. All right. So it was the former chef that sued him that reported him. How the chef knew he had a fake vax card, I don't know. Okay. Now we move to January 2020. This is what you're talking about. He gets arrested for burglary and battery on a truck driver. This disagreement was over $4,000. You want to... Oh, well, it looks like computer's yeah, really weird. My, yeah, pretty uh, weird again. Well, basically what happened is he had a mover. He had a truck driver over there. They disagreed over a $4,000 charge. Driver was there to move his stuff out. Somewhere, Antonio flips out, goes in and starts whooping up on this guy... Mm-hmm. And he tells his trainer, or his homeboy that's there, hey, man, come in here and help me. 
And they basically go in, rough him up, go through his truck, take some stuff, and the guy pressed charges. They settled that outside of court, but Antonio, the, the lawsuit at least, but Antonio was still placed on two years probation. All right. Think Antonio can go two years without incident? No, absolutely not. Not, not a chance, hot pants. All right. So after the incident with the the, the truck driver, his agent Drew Rosenhaus, he, he says, "I'm done with you." He's like, "I don't care if you're worth seventy-seven million." He's like, "I'm getting away from you. I don't want nothing to do with you." So, so the so he was suspended eight games for eight, oh eight games for the next card. For, no, for the company truck that you were just talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. So the initial Brown charge was felony assault and battery. Then in March, Dude, charges that, hand, right. hand, hand, hand on. And then in March of the same year, he was charged. Charges were handed down, included burger of a vehicle, misdemeanor battery, conduct. and misdemeanor criminal mischief. Oh, criminal. Okay, criminal so, mischief. All right. Yeah. So he got it reduced, and he basically paid the truck driver a ton of money, probably more than four grand. Probably. And he, because that's what the fight was over. But he basically paid him to lower the charges and back off. Dude, Antonio, his people are really good at like going in and smoothing things out afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's that I, yeah, I can't imagine what he pays his, his attorneys. Dude, Antonio's had like a mansion everywhere he goes. Mansion in Miami, $35,000 con or $35,000 a month condo up north in New England. It's it's crazy. But all right, so January 2020, those charges happen. His agent fires him. Don't blame him. Yeah. All right. Uh okay. Oh yeah, then he he goes to Tampa. He's staying with Tom in Tom's Tom's mansion. He's on probation. And he gets into it because he's got some people coming to the gated community, and security holds him up. Yeah. Um, well, and and was... you know what? Let the security. Let's say. Let's just assume that the security was probably some rich, pretentious. Well, probably not rich security guard, but some pretentious white guy. And Antonio's probably got you know some black guys coming over, and security guards probably being racist. Who knows? Probably. But Antonio's and... like, dude, why are you wasting my time? He's like, f you, send these people up. Well, the thing was, let them in. Yeah, like what was the thing when he signed with Tim Bay? They signed him before the week eight, which the, before that, you know, uh, he missed the he missed he missed. Plus, he's filing. He was doing that eight game suspension. Yeah, and so Tampa Bay basically paid, signed, um, a Tony Brown. Uh, Just say it. To, All right. While while he was serving the final game of his eight game suspension. So that was counted for each week of the suspension, despite that Brown was on the roster for one of the for all those eight weeks that he was suspended for. So Buccaneers basically signed Antonio Brown even though they knew that he's suspended for eight games. Yeah, they wanted him that bad. And what does he do? He pisses on them by taking his pads off, throwing a fit and all that and doing this Twitter stuff. Right. Okay. All right, so anyways, back to the what happened in Tampa when he moved there with Tom. Security was holding up his buddies coming in, and he flips out on security, and then he gets in total rage and uh, destroys a security camera. Yeah, I remember that. And then, you know, they were threatening to kick him out and press charges, and the neighbor felt threatened, who owned the security camera, felt threatened by right. Antonio because Antonio acted a fool. Um, so, again, Antonio flips out because this is a symptom of CTE. Yeah. So, But he didn't want charges pressed because he was on probation, so his people went and paid that guy to act like everything was cool. And even though that guy's like, I don't know if I want Antonio living here, although he's he's probably just racist is my guess. But 
whatever. Yeah. Well, so, uh, go back to your the, the fake my computer the computer finally started running normal. Yeah. And uh, go back to the whole time when Antonio Brown the fake vax card with the vet with the fake vaccination card. Yeah, he doesn't care if he's getting people COVID as long as he can play. It's a selfish act. Yeah. I get not wanting to get vaccinated, but at least being man, admit you didn't get vaccinated. Don't don't uh, make a fake card. That, well, that's that should be illegal. It was against him. It was him and Mike Evans. Mike Evans is or Mike Edwards. I'm sorry. Mike Edwards or Mike yeah, Evans. Mike Edwards. All right. So uh, so they them two uh, were accurate were accurated and suspended three games oh. uh, for misrepresenting his the vaccination the vaccination well, status. Sounded like Antonio actually got an eight game suspension. No, he had eight, he had an eight game suspension before he went to Tampa Bay. This would happen. Well, this happened. Oh, while this was he with was the fake Vax card. Yeah, and yeah. He was mysteriously hurt that time too. Right. Yeah, and then this with is the when, ankle that's supposedly broken, it's not in a cast. Exactly, and this right. is this is the time when when uh, Tampa Bay's coach uh, Bruce Aarons, Bruce has said to Brown, if he screws up one more time, he's done. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so that's after, you know after that they decided to keep him after the incident. Yeah, yeah, you Bruce know, was he was already on thin ice with them. Yeah, he was. Okay, so now let's go forward to the recent incident here. So yeah, no, let's go back to December twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. Okay, when he sounds off on reporters after returning from the suspension, he was asked multiple times to address his suspension after his return to Tampa Bay. He declined repeatedly and asked and accused reporters of dragging it up drama after his yeah. return. Well, he's mad at, he's mad at the NFL yeah. over that. He's, he's like, not mad he's like, at you guys He said, he's all, he's like, all, you guys are all about drama. If it's about football, we'll talk about it. Carolina, or I don't want to talk to you guys. All right, well, hold up. Let's go back to when he was in Oakland, you know, and he, what, cryogenically froze his feet, supposedly? Remember that? Yeah, yeah, when he, when his, when his foot got... Uh, I don't even think that really happened. Did anybody actually get a visual on the feet and actually see them? Well, they said that he used a cryotherapy machine. And he didn't wear the right socks. Without proper footwear. Makes no sense. I know there was a picture of the feet, but do we actually know if that was, like, literally his feet? You know? All right, because what he did... Well, that's the same thing with the... uh, All right, in Oakland, he was getting into scuffles with a teammate, the general manager, who he called a cracker, which is hilarious... All right. Then there was the issue over which helmet was he going to wear because he yep. wanted to wear a helmet he that was completely unsafe and out of date so he could keep getting CTE. Cra- then he has the crazy cryogenic free- feet incident. Yeah. Then he threatens retirement on Twitter. All right. None yeah. of it. None of it makes sense. I yeah. I'm looking at that right now. Is he was right. fined nearly fifty four thousand for missing team workouts, and then he posted a letter with his displeasure. On Instagram. And oh, yeah, he, he said, loves to do that. He, he said, loves to go to Instagram, Twitter, all of that. Yeah, and he said, this was his note. Uh, this is from Mike Maycott, the general manager of the Oakland, or the, at the time, it was the, uh, he was the GM um, for the Oakland Raiders. This is before yeah, the Raiders. Yeah, it's the guy who called a cracker. Yeah. Yeah. He said, dear Antonio, as you know, do not participate in the Raiders walkthrough on August 22nd, which would have been a preseason game or oh, well, dude, spring camp. What a cracker. You Your absence of practice was unexcused. So, accordingly, you are hereby fined 13950 bucks per suit to Article 42, Section 1 of the NFL Collective Bargaining Grant and the Raiders Club's Discipline Schedule. All right. You were previously fined 40000 
for missing Raiders preseason training camp on August 18th. Please be advised that you should continue to miss these mandatory team activities, including practices and games. The Raiders reserve the right to impose additional remedies yeah. available under the club's disenable schedule. The CBA and your NFL player contract, including but not limited to additional fines and discipline yeah, we, for we engaging in contact determination to the club. Yeah, when we, we get it. When your own team went to hate, but there's no step in. He now devil is a lie. Everyone got to pay this year, so we are clear. Hashtag Raiders sincerely, Mike Maycock, general manager. Yeah, of the Wilson Raiders, and that's that's why he got called a cracker. He's lucky Antonio didn't smack yeah. him because that guy's. I I get it, but all right. Incident happened recently. We gotta we gotta kind of wrap this up here a little bit. So the night before this game happened, where he takes his pads off. Hops on the field. Hops off the field, even though he supposedly has a broken ankle and can't play. Yeah. The night before, he was with Ava Louise. Who's that? She's a 23-year-old uh, aspiring model who has a fans-only page. She's also what we would consider to be a gutter girl. Yep. All right? Yep. So he had found her online a couple years back. I guess she got famous for doing a TikTok video where she licked a toilet in an airplane as a COVID challenge. So that goes to show you how smart she is. Very, very smart. That that actually probably makes her gutter girl automatically. Exactly. All right, whatever. But my my question is, what are you doing? Why are you doing licking a toilet? That's just fucking disgusting. Uh, Yeah, it was was gross. Oh. So anyways, Antonio invites her over the night before the game, sneaks her into the hotel because you're not supposed to to have... People there because of COVID. Yeah. And uh, they have sex. He basically pays her for that. And uh, he he wants to shoot a porn. So you can stay tuned for the upcoming Antonio Brown, Ava Louise porn. It's coming out. She hasn't released it's it yet. To a, it's coming to a theater near you. Coming to a theater or a <laughs> device near you. She hasn't released it yet. She wants to build a little hype around it. But she's like, Antonio, are you sure you want to do that? Like, you've got a lot of drama going on. He's like, we're doing it. And she said he was out of his mind when she showed up. It was the first time they'd met in person, even though they talked for a couple of years. Four years. It yeah. Was four years. They never met each other before at all. Yeah. He'd been talking to her for four years on the internet. So that would hey. make him. That would make him. Twenty nine, and she's what? Eighteen. No. Uh, he asked her. Twenty nine. When he first messaged her, he asked her if she was twenty one. She was going to Rutgers at the time, and she's like, "Well, I'm trying to be a model." Um, He's lucky he didn't get catfished. Yeah, I was going to say, I was thinking the same thing. That goes back to our last episode. Exactly. All right, so they come over, they film the porn, and uh, she said that he was acting crazy the whole time. He's going on, cussing, F the NFL, these BS COVID rules, and said he's going on. And he tells her, he goes, wait, wait till tomorrow. Wait till I see what I'm going to do. You're going to have to see what I'm going to do. Right. She didn't know what he's talking about. So that, that tells us that he had some idea in his mind that, he, he was going to act a fool the next day, okay? So the next day, supposedly, we saw the text messages between him and Bruce Arians where he said his you know, ankles hurt, and coach tells him, well, if we're, we're going to expect you to go, basically. And obviously, he was cleared to go medically. All right. Then Antonio plays. He's mad he's not getting enough uh, receptions, which turns out he had a contract issue there. Yep. There was some incentive. He needed what three catches to get a what so, three hundred fifty thousand so, dollar bonus. So this whole meltdown that he had uh, before he left the field, he had a big incentive. He had basically when he threw a little tantrum, that cost him nearly one million dollars on contract. 
So here's the stuff that following uh, Antonio Brown needed. He said he needed eight more catches to unlock a $333,333 bonus. He also needed only 55 receiving yards to unlock another 333000 So he's, he's mad because he wants his bonuses. Yeah. Uh, so he, he, and then there was another one. He also needed just one more touchdown to unlock another $330,000 bonus. Yeah. And that kind of, like, that's just a crazy, Dude, crazy number right there. I actually, I see here with the, when he was with the Raiders, he was fined $215,000. He never even played a game with them. Yeah. He basically went there to give them $215,000. Yeah. What an idiot. Okay. So he said his ankle is broken or hurt and ligament damage. I don't doubt that his ankle is bothering him by any means. But when you when you're hopping around on the field taking your jersey off, security thought he was a fan at first. He asked security if he'd get a ride to the airport, and they're like, "No." Wait, no, I'm sorry. He asked the state troopers yeah. if he get a ride to the airport, and they're like, "No." So clearly, he was out of his mind, just like just like Ava Louise said. She's like, he was on something. Right. No, he's on CTE, is what he's on. Right. Okay. Burns a bridge everywhere he goes. For his ankle to be broken, why is he not in a cast? Because we saw him at what the Nets game, sitting courtside the next day. The, seemed like he no, was, that was just that fine. was that night. I think uh, no, I it was, it was the next day. I thought right. it was that night. So Dan Antonio wants to come out and say, "Well, I've been getting a shot uh, before the game that it turns out it's unhealthy for me." Which we're going to totally do an episode on athletes and drugs, and we'll talk about the tour all shots that all these guys take. So he's just throwing under the bus everyone, or he's throwing everyone under the bus. He even threw what Tom Brady's trainer under the bus, who he fired and then demanded half of the hundred thousand dollars that he paid him back. Right. So back to he doesn't pay people, and he's a jerk, and needs all of his money back whenever he can. Yeah, but he's he might be desperate for money, and he'll probably make a lot when the porn comes out. Probably, I'm assuming people still pay for that. I I, I, I would know. I would think so. Yeah, I would think yeah. so, one hundred percent. You know, so, um, so moving forward here. Yeah, yeah. What's up? So big topic about Antonio Brown. Such a we all know he's a big douchebag. He is. He is. He's not the douchebag of the week though. But he's not. He's not douchebag of the week. I would say to Antonio, <laughs> come on, come man. on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Just shut up and play football, man. Don't, You're a great player. Don't ever play for the Chiefs. Yes. Get, stay away from us. Yes. All right, so the biggest the biggest DB of the week. Hang on, do we need to do a drum roll for this? Yeah, we can do a drum roll. All right. We haven't done this in a while. And the DB of the week is, dude, it's, it's Ben Simmons. We've talked yes. about him. Everyone knows he's an international DB for sure. Yes. Why is he the DB, DB of the week? Because been, he has been refusing to play for so long now that he has basically played over $7 million in fines. So he would rather he would rather uh, pay seven million dollars in fines than play a single game. Right. Seven million. Think of what you could do with seven million dollars. Oh, dude, I, I can't imagine. Yeah. I retire. I be playing golf everywhere. I tell you what, that in my opinion makes him a DB. Yeah, you know another guy, another another my DB of the week is going to be. I don't know if you saw it or heard about it. But the reporter that called Aaron Rodgers not MVP material. Oh yeah. And Aaron Rodgers yeah. just went off on the guy. You know, oh, I, got, I think a... Aaron Rodgers probably deserves MVP. Uh, I mean, he's obviously yeah. number probably two on my list. Of course, I got Mahomes as my number one, but I think I think Aaron Rodgers deserves to be MVP. Rodgers MVP for sure, and, yeah. and he deserves it. That guy was a Bears fan from Chicago. Yes, he's it's blasphemous for him to even acknowledge. Rogers. Exactly. So. I totally agree. I totally uh, agree. Yeah, I'm not mad at him, but at the same time, 
Come on, man. Exactly. Why would you call out Aaron Rodgers? I mean, I get you. You're a rival. You got to put your personal feelings aside. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, man. Wait. Well, before we before we close, before we get the heck out of here, we got a big game on tonight, man. And it's an SEC championship. Everybody knows that. We, oh gosh. We we don't we we both hate. I mean, I know I hate Alabama. You like Alabama. I want to see Georgia win it. You know, I wanted to see Cincinnati, and Michigan, but it didn't happen. But we got to touch just a little bit about this game because it's the only game going on this week that. Yeah, you know, um, go dogs. I, I mean, I can't. I, would, I can't root for Alabama. I would can. agree. You know, but I, I mean, wanted Michigan. I wanted to see Michigan and Cincinnati. Man. So did I. So did I. But, you know, yeah. I wanted that too, and I think everybody in the world wanted to see. Screw Alabama. Michigan, Alabama, or Alabama, and or Michigan and Cincinnati, but. You know what? They Georgia's gonna win it. Go dogs! What they say in Georgia? Go dogs! Woo, woo, woo. Is that what they say? Uh, I think they do say that. That's not, so that's not a bad one. No, not at all. It's better I, than go Jets. J T S. Yeah, or Jets, Bills. Jets. Bills. They do a dumb thing. It's like B F L A L whatever. I don't yeah, know. it's stupid. I mean, I do like the Cubs little thing. Go Cubs, go go Cubs. I like that. Yeah. But. Hey, hey, hey! Cubs are gonna win today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like. Hey, on that note. I like the Brewers roll out the barrel. How about that? I do like that. Right. I like actually like seeing the little what's their mascot's name, uh, that that goes down the slide every time the Brewers hit the home oh, run. Yeah, what is he? Uh, Bernie the Brewer. Bernie the yeah, Brewer. Yeah, 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 you know. Right. I tell you what, man. I was. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you about my little experience out in, in Wisconsin this weekend. Man, I was up there this past weekend. Uh, Were you talking about when you were in Green Bay? Yeah, I went yeah, to yeah. Lambeau. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, man. Lambeau was it was pretty cool. We talked about it on last episode. We right? did. Yeah. Um, but title town, it was title town. According maybe. to them, yep. Whatever, whatever. All I right. mean, you want to go title town? Come to a little place called Lawrence, Kansas. You'll see title town. You got a come on man for us? You know, finish up here? you know, my title, my come on man has to be probably just the uh, just the NCAA football with making this rigged up where it's an SEC championship. Well, everybody's every, I and mean, we knew that when the rankings came out, and you got they're, they're scheduling it and. Well, um, hey, K State got Kurt Warner's son on their team, so I saw that. Yeah, why not? Exactly. Kid went to Nebraska. He sucked. Yeah. Well, AJ Martinez is po- to K State. Come on, man, you could have gone somewhere else. All right. Well, I guess we'll finish up here. Yeah. How about K Thomas, yeah, local guy, guy going guy to KU, Thomas. baby? Is he? I don't know, but he got the visit, so oh, I love yes. it. Come on, Come on Kai. K Thomas, you're gonna be a Jayhawk, baby. Come on, Kai. Come back home. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Well, hey, we'll see you guys for next week's episode. We're going to touch base on the NFL playoffs as it is playoff week for the Chiefs. And we'll, uh, I mean, like we always do, like we always say at the end of every episode, let's go Chiefs! We'll see you all next week.